I would like to take a moment to speak with you about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. This is a controversial subject that has so much confusion in the body going around regarding it. And I want to submit to you that this has all led to two extremist perspectives taking prevalency within the body of Christ. I want to talk about each of these extremist views and let's hope to find a balanced perspective that we can glean from the scriptures today. The two extreme views that we see are the following. The first being that most of Christianity likely believes that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is simply the rejection of Christ, right? This is the first perspective and it, it can take many forms, but that is the general idea. The second extremist view that we see is that many people struggle with thoughts that are evil and unclean. They they may have had a thought that comes into their mind that says something like that, that this is evil. God is evil. God is um the the Holy Spirit is evil. The Holy Spirit is demonic. And we have these thoughts that the enemy can plant in our mind. And then we have a whole bunch of people who believe that they've blasphemed the Holy Spirit because they had a thought enter their mind and they feel divorced and separated from God. They feel like God, according to this teaching of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, this means now the God has, has rejected them. And I will submit to you that this view is actually what has given rise to the first view. Many people have actually reacted to all of these many people who are even writing into our ministry saying, have I blasphemed against the Holy Spirit? And then many Christians and denominations have come up and said, no, it cannot be that there is actually an unforgivable sin. So therefore, it must simply mean that someone rejects Christ because that's the easy way of explaining it, because we know that people who reject Christ will not inherit eternal life. But we cannot jump from one extremist perspective over to the other because the scriptures do teach that there is an unforgivable sin. And what is this sin? Right. We we see that this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is explained by Jesus when Yeshua is confronted by the Pharisees for bringing deliverance to a man and healing him. And these Pharisees come and accuse him of doing so by Beelzebub, by the power of a demon instead of by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus goes as far as to make a distinction. Now think about this. This is just crazy. He goes and he says, look, if you blaspheme against me, the son, you will be forgiven. But if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven. We see that this distinction is made by Jesus. In other words, he's saying that that this is not just about you blaspheming the son. It's not about you just even rejecting the son. This is specifically about the Holy Spirit. And notice how the Holy Spirit was the very one sent for us today, right? He said when he ascended, it's good that I leave because the Holy Spirit is going to now be with you. So the Holy Spirit is the 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 aspect of the fault of the of God who is with us today, who is who we how we experience God today is mostly through the Holy Spirit. And so he says that if you if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that is unforgivable. Now, you know, let me be honest with you. I don't like any of this, but it doesn't mean it's not true just because I don't like it. And just because it it contradicts what I have thought before about who God is doesn't mean it's not true. You see, God forgives 
He is the God of forgiveness. But because Yeshua, Jesus, is the one who gives us atonement to be forgiven, he has the full authority to state, but this thing I will not forgive you for. If you go and you call the works of the Holy Spirit demonic, I will not forgive you. And he says, if you go and you call, for example, the casting out of demons by the Holy Spirit as being done by Beelzebub or a demon, or you call a moving of the Spirit in the midst of spiritual gifts happening in people, where people are being set free and delivered or healed, or or where people are actually going and, and speaking prophetic words and tongues or whatever. When God, people are being moved by the Spirit of God and He is actually moving, if you go and you speak and you say that is by a demon, but yet it is evident that there is a good, amazing fruit coming about by all of this, there is deliverance coming about by all of this, that is blasphemy me of the Holy Spirit. You see, and, and this is what Yeshua is all, why he continues to explain this when he says regarding what a tree is judged by, because he understands that a tree, will, a good tree will yield good fruit and a bad tree will yield bad fruit. This whole concept is explained right after this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is explained. Because this brings us to our second extremist group of people who struggle with this idea that, you know, I have had a thought maybe, and, and this thought has been something bad against God or his Holy Spirit. Have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? And you're wondering and you're afraid that, that God is removing himself from you. And, and this is, I understand that this can happen, but but be be aware, man, that the enemy is also out to try and make you think you're separate from God when you actually aren't. So how do we know if we've blasphemed the Holy Spirit? You see, just having a thought is not what it's about. It's not about a thought entering my mind. We can have many thoughts, evil thoughts even, that the enemy tries to implant within us. But the question is really, what is our heart's posture and positioning? Because the Pharisees saw what is good. They saw that Jesus was healing. They, they witnessed it, right? This was not like, like them, like there was no lacking information here. Like they witnessed it all and they made a judgment based of what they were seeing personally. And they, even though someone got healed and delivered and they and they saw this great thing happen, their hearts were so darkened and they hated the truth so much and they were threatened by Jesus so much that they went ahead to say that this is all evil. A twisted thing. They were basically calling what is good evil and what is evil good. And see, this is what it means to be a tree that is bad. A, tr- a good tree will bear good fruit. A bad tree will bear bad fruit. And this is now how Christ ends it. Listen to what he says. He says, for every careless word that you speak, you will be judged. And he says all of this in relation to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, if you carelessly speak about my Holy Spirit and you call him a demon, you call his works demonic, even though it's evident that he's doing good things, you're committing the unforgivable sin. Many of you may be thinking, wait, hold up a second. Like, like, aren't there great men of God that maybe have committed this sin then? You see, the Pharisees in their day were considered great godly men by the majority. They were considered the religious leaders of their day. They were considered the holy ones, the educated ones, the intellectuals. They were praised by men, but yet they were the ones who Yeshua said have blasphemed the Holy Spirit into what they have done. You see, this means that just because you're a religious man, just because you look religious on the outside, just because people have praised you, just because you get the front row seat at the feast, 
Doesn't mean that you are, cannot commit this sin. And just because you're in this place now of, of all the people following you and you're a great teacher, that does not mean that you should not guard your mouth from careless speak. You see, I want to submit to you that teachers will be judged even more strictly and are even at more danger than anyone else regarding this because they are to, they judge things quickly sometimes and they judge things carelessly sometimes. And when a teacher goes forward into this and they go far enough and God's the judge on where that is, God's the judge on where that line is that you cross. But let me tell you this, I don't want to get near that line. I'm not going to call out anything about what I'm not sure about. If there is a move of a Holy Spirit potentially, but I just don't understand it because it goes outside of my comfort zone, because it's something that I would, I would have probably not done that if I was God. Well, guess what? You're not God. And sometimes he does things that are different and weird. Sometimes he walks on water and he looked like a ghost. Sometimes he went ahead and he, he, he casted out demons out of people and it'll look strange. It looked ugly. And, and it's like, well, why, why is that even happening? Is that even good? But the fruit that it yielded afterwards was indeed good. And so I want to submit to you, man, like I, I th we should be judging righteously. We should be making judgments when we are sure about what we are judging. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit and God has spoken and said this Holy Spirit, I am telling you there is a higher standard here that you need to walk around him with. You need to be careful because this is an unforgivable sin that I surround the Holy Spirit with. If you do to speak carelessly, like when, when I take that in perspective, I'm like, man, like I'm going to be careful of speaking unholy words about the Holy Spirit of God. And I ought to fear that I ought to have like a reverence, like, oh, my goodness, like the Holy Spirit of God may be the one who's moving here. Let me just take a step back before I speak, before I judge. So, brothers and sisters. If you are wondering, have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? Well, the question that you should just be asking yourself is, would the father be drawing you near to him if you have blasphemed him and or and, and if you're unable to be reunited with him in any way? You see, the Holy Spirit is the one who draws us to the father. So if you're being drawn, it's because you have not committed this sin. Because it's not just about having a thought, it's about acting on it. And it's about going forward, even though you've had all of the evidence right in front of you of good fruit, yet you make a judgment and you 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 reject the, the spirit of God and his movings. You reject the kingdom of God and your heart has become wicked and darkened like those Pharisees were. And most people, I believe, who have entered that place are in a place where they would not even repent anymore. They would not seek repentance. But regardless of what we think about that, let's be sure that we are careful that we do not cross this line and that we can have a reverence the way that Christ instructed us to have specifically about the Holy Spirit. If you want to know more about this topic, please go look at my exhaustive study regarding the Holy Spirit, where I go walk through the Bible with you verse by verse in my teaching titled Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit Remastered. May the Father bless you and keep you, shine his face upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, give you his shalom, his mercy and his grace.